Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Cyber Prophets. Cyber Prophets prophesizing the future of technology. I am here with my co-host and brother from another mother, Federico. Welcome everyone. Hopefully you are ready to learn more about our interesting topic about tonight or today if you are in another part of the world. Yes, yes. Our audience from all over the world is listening to us and before we start, don't forget to subscribe to learn every week more about a new and innovative topic. Last week, we spoke about ChatGPT, this chatbot that is giving human-like answers to all of the questions that you can imagine. It's even better than Google for searches. However, there are some rumors that in the future, this AI, this ChatGPT, can be used to automate tasks and even can replace software developers. That's why we decided to do a video last week. Please check it out. It was a wrong, a live wrong of ChatGPT, and we assessed the current capabilities of this tool. Check it out. We're going to leave the link here in the description. And today we're going to discuss a little bit more about this tool. There has been a, a lot of fuss and everyone is speaking about ChatGPT right now. And we're gonna start by talking about this ban. ChatGPT or the, the use of code generated by ChatGPT has been banned from Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow made an official announcement that they have a temporary policy. ChatGPT is banned. The use of ChatGPT generated text for the context on Stack Overflow is temporarily banned. And they, let me cite what they say. Overall, the average rate of getting correct answers from ChatGPT is currently too low. The posting of answers created by ChatGPT is substantially harmful to the site and to users who are asking and looking for correct answers. That's how they pronounce themselves. And that is why they mentioned that they are not currently allowing users to post ChatGPT answers. Let us discuss a bit about that. What are your thoughts on this, Federico? Well, as the last week we saw, the code is not perfect in any, in any sense. You have to do some research and you must test. I would say that if you just copy and paste the question from Stack Overflow into ChatGPT and you got random code that you didn't test, well, for sure you, you should not post that code because you never tested it. And that's yeah. a huge issue, especially that our test, the, the, our last week's test was in something that you will test easily, that is JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. But if you had something more complex where you need to compile code, let's say Java code, C sharp code, C++ code, let's say assembly code or whatever other code, and you don't test it, you can really introduce a lot of issues. Um, let's say corrupt the information in Stack Overflow. Yeah, yeah, and this, this answer is in line with what we tested last week. 
And I, uh, let me cite once more what they say in Stack Overflow. They say, the code typically looks like it is correct and that it might be good and the answers are very easy to produce. However, uh, there's a high rate of being incorrect. And many people are trying out ChatGPT to create answers without the expertise or willingness to verify that the answer is correct prior to posting. And this is exactly what you're mentioning, Federico, that people are using the code and not even like uh, trying to test it, verifying how correct it is and just like posting on Stack Overflow, right? So they are mentioning that the volume of these answers is right now reaching thousands. And the fact that the, to correctly answer these pieces of code requires a detailed read by someone that has the expertise is actually disturbing the community. Yeah. Yeah. So for now, the use of ChatGPT to create posts on a stack overflow is not permitted. That is the conclusion. Now, do you think, Federico, that this is something correct for the time being? I will say yes, because in ChatGPT, you can ask some questions, but it's really hard to provide every single detail. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to read the entire question. It's not that I just ask, hey, my code is failing for because the button is not working. You need to really go into details, understand the user's code, and sometimes it's something that is really hard to debug. I had an experience that I found even a bug in the Chrome browser, mm -hmm. and I had to report it to Google, to the Chromium project, and until today it's not fixed. And it's something that if you ask mm. ChatGPT, ChatGPT will not be able to answer it. It doesn't matter whatever code you provide me, it's, it's going to be wrong because this is an issue in the Chrome browser or the Chromium engine. So regardless yeah. the answer, the answer will be well. Google accepted this is a mistake. And if Google accepts it's a mistake, well, it's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it seems that for the time being, it's an strategic move from Stack Overflow. They say that most of the answers uh, delivered by ChatGPT do not meet the standards and people are only copy pasting without verifying the answers provided. I, so I will, the, I will say that the issue is not that that the answer is incorrect by itself, but the problem is that you cannot provide the full context to ChatGPT. Some yeah. questions in Stack Overflow have huge descriptions, and imagine to provide the question, the body, the cause. And the ChatGPT should understand all those things is hard because it will need a lot of context. Yeah. If you just ask questions to Stack Overflow without the body of the question, without the code provided, the likelihood that ChatGPT will provide you any correct answer is null. It's not that ChatGPT is, is wrong in this case, is that in my personal opinion, in many cases, it will not be able to consume all that amount of information and provide the right in output. Yeah, and this is related to also to the discussion that we had last week that ChatGPT lacks the context. They can 
they can be useful for very specific function for pieces of code. However, he doesn't seem uh, he doesn't see the whole picture of what is going on and how the different functions interact among themselves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is something that we saw in our example when we were creating this tic-tac-toe that we had to ask it several times to recreate the functions and then it added something to the functions it tweaked them a bit and at the end it worked but it still required this rework right. now let us discuss about something more something very particular about chat gpt is that first of all it currently cannot access the web and second it has is cut off date in 2021. That means, for example, if you ask ChatGPT who is the winner of the World Cup 2022, they are not able to provide you with an answer. They don't know it. Now, Federico, what do you think? Should ChatGPT be able to access the web? What can happen? Uh, I do believe that it's going to have access to the web. Yeah. Right now, there is even an agreement between Microsoft Bing and ChatGPT. So mm -hmm. even if right now Bing cannot, let's say, generate new answers with ChatGPT, for sure it's going to have access. That's not something mm -hmm. that probably the reason why they didn't do it is because every day you are generating a lot of content. And, they, and something that you do when you're a data scientist or you work in that area is you must clean a lot of trash. Okay. And that's the thing. People can create a lot of trash and can confuse ChatGPT. So, yeah, if you influence an SEO with saying thousands of times that cats are dogs, and then the SEO will show you that cats are dogs, then ChatGPT will tell you that a cat is a dog. Mm -hmm. And that's why, in my opinion, they have prevented to access it. It's not because right now it's not possible is because it will consume a lot of trash and then it will give you trash as an answer and they want to prevent that okay so you think that uh yeah the machine learning algorithm basically uh trains itself on the basis of what you fit uh what you feed it upon right the yeah. input data so yeah the I'll argument you, is that give you a simple example of something yes. that i face mm -hmm. in my case i have published two books and when you Google the name of the book in Google, it often shows my person as the writer. Mm -hmm. But from time to time, I have to remember Google that the Mexican writer is not me. Which Mexican writer? There is another Mexican writer who is an expert in a different topic, who is older than me. And every time they mix my names with his name because we share similar. <laughs> and then I have to remind Google sending text, hey guys, he's not a writer of my book. So imagine some, something like that, that they are that they are the owners of their own tools and they cannot even control their own tools. Is you can have mistakes. So ChatGPT that is something that you have that is like it will be wild reading everything that comes from Bing, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever it can really corrupt this, this information because you need to clean it. And that's mm -hmm. the hardest part when you're a data scientist, 
to clean data. Like 60% of your work is cleaning data. So let me let me just try to understand what happened in your example. Yep. You and this Mexican writer share the same name. Yep. But for some reason, Google's algorithm automatically linked your book with the other guy. Yes. Okay. I see. And, I see, and that's, I see. that's when I gave the case that if, if someone starts writing a spammy websites saying cats are dogs, cats are dogs, cats are dogs, and they become extremely popular in being Google or something like that, then Google can get confused and then you type, I would like to see a cat and it shows you a Rottweiler. And yeah, they can make the algorithm go wild if yeah. there are like enough, uh, enough occurrences yes. of something that is mistaken. Yes. That is your and, that's, and that's why, in my opinion, ChatGPT, the developers want to prevent that. It's not that they could not allow it, for sure, they, they, they could uh, give them access to a search engine, mm -hmm. but it's the, the issue is that it can get corrupted quite quickly and then start giving whatever answers that they don't want that, they pro that the application provides. Let me follow up with what you mentioned at the beginning. You mentioned that Bing is going to use in the background ChatGPT in order to provide you with answers. I think this is a, this is an amazing move because nowadays you can ask ChatGPT and it gives you incredible answers, very concise, as uh, if it was your friend, even like human-like answers. So I see many benefits uh, by using that. However, if this is prone to being manipulated in the sense that you can input uh, incorrect information and at the end of the day you will get an incorrect response. How do you think that we can deal with uh, such a thing? What, what will be the correct procedure? That's why I do believe that for now they will not allow it to, to use access properly the internet. Mm -hmm. And if, when Bing provides you an answer from ChatGPT, probably will be related, let's say, up to 2021 or up to 2022, but it will not be related to recent events. I see. Okay, and so it will be, it will still be something with a cutoff date, not yes. exactly like a real time thing. Yeah, I think it will take a while because they need to understand how to clean data and yeah. to prevent that the data is not corrupted. They, they will need to have a code that verifies that what you are writing or what is providing you as an answer is accurate. Because if not, what is going to happen is that people will stop trusting in Bing or let's say Google or whatever search engine, because they will see it like something that is misleading and it's creating a lot of fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is important to take into consideration and we'll be waiting for news to hear more about this agreement between Bing and ChatGPT. The last topic that I want to that I want to talk about for today, Federico, are the possible implications of using AI. And for this, I will take advantage of the answer that ChatGPT provided me. I have asked him, what are the possible risks of using AI? And they gave me a list of six items. First, loss of jobs. Second, bias in AI systems. Third, 
lack of transparency. Fourth, security risks. Fifth, ethical concerns. And sixth, dependency on technology. Now, I think that these are like very real risks and that every professional, especially if you are in the IT world, every professional should be aware of these risks. But I would like to ask you, Federico, uh, how do you see the way forward if there are so many risks implicated with the use of AI? What will be like the correct way of proceeding? But, you know, when I read the some of the answers, at least the first two points, like loss of jobs or bias yes. in AI systems, just remind me to the Industrial Revolution. I'm not sure if many of you have watched a movie that is called Charlie and the Chocolates Factory. There was there was a recreation in the 2000s where they show you when Charlie's dad loses his job, lost his job because there, there was a machine that was able to do his work and then he lost his job. Mm -hmm. And that was the Industrial Revolution. So it's not so different. Thousands of people have been laid off. What was the difference between Charlie's and the rest of the industrial workers in the company? The majority of them, they had to relocate if they would like to get a job in the same industry because there was no more job in the town, as simple as that. And if you don't leave the place where you're living, there is no more job for you. Mm -hmm. What was the difference with, with, with Charlie's dad? He upskilled himself and he, he learned how to fix the machine that replaced him. Okay, yeah. So if you are able to profit and benefit from ChatGPT or these technologies, you will be able to move forward. But if you get stuck, that let's give an example that you are a web developer and you just want to be a web developer and don't want to learn how to code in C++, then good luck, man. Sorry, but that's you will face what the rest of people experience. Of course, there are always options. Move to a different place. There will mm -hmm. be a place where ChatGPT will not be able to adapt so quickly because they speak maybe, let's give Hindi or I don't know, Marathi or another language that you have never heard of. And if you are able to learn that language, then until ChatGPT comes to that place, you, your work will be saved. But that's mm -hmm. the thing, you need to be able to move and be brave to do it, even if you are in your 50s. But my advice is that you need to get into the market and profit from the from the things when they are getting started. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm even already using ChatGPT for my own benefit, so I know that it is possible. What are you using it for? I created a, a children edition about my book and I create summaries of some stories to create like Small, smaller versions. In the end, ChatGPT, let's say, summaries were not perfect. Some of them were a little bit off. I had to tweak them, but it simplified yeah. my time. It, I simplified my work and time. I save a lot of time. Hmm, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, okay, first of all, I agree that we should encourage people right now, like, not to be afraid of GPT, uh, of ChatGPT but rather to learn how to use them in, in their advantage and upskill if necessary. And second, even as, as we saw, as we saw like 
the last time or even in the example that you are communicating us right now about the summaries, the results that ChatGPT is giving right now are not perfect. The code was not perfect. The answers that we received last week were not perfect. Your summaries were not perfect. You still have to do some work on top of that, but it greatly improved your efficiency as you didn't have to start from the scratch. You just have to make some small tweaks here and there, and you had it ready in a couple of minutes. Right? Yes. And the security risk is something similar. Is there are always security risk with any new technology? I will say that the biggest issue that we face with the topic about this, that they can be hacked or anything, is that we have become too dependent on technology. It's not that AI is dependent. How many mm -hmm. people depend on their smartphone? How many people can live one day without a smartphone? Difficult what? question. I'm asking you one day. So if you are scared that that AI can take your your job and that you have a technology dependency, you already have a technology dependency. So you need to be able to break that. And let's let's be serious. Imagine that a meteorite strikes the Earth and half life is gone, like what happened with the dinosaurs. Would you be able to live like it was in the caves? to produce, let's say, fire with wood? Would you be able to make, to hunt, like what the people used to do in the past? Would you dare to kill animals or something like that to, to live on your own? I don't think that we're prepared for that. We have become technology dependent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone is prepared for that, Federico, to be honest. And we are entering into a topic that is actually related to uh, every single aspect of the human life and the uh, big uh, multinational world that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. I would like to summarize what we have uh, talked about today. And probably my best advice will be uh, what you what we just mentioned, like don't be afraid of ChatGPT. You can also benefit from it as Federico did, as we're going to do in the future. Don't be afraid of it. Learn how to use it, learn how to take it and to use it in your advantage. And if necessary, upskill. Any last words, Federico? I will suggest to upskill, do not wait. It's not unnecessary, you must profit from it. Wise words, Federico. And we are Cyber Profits. We're prophesizing the future of technology. Subscribe to our channel and we'll see each other next time. Bye bye.